0: Well, it's absolutely a beautiful day. It's March 14th, 2018. We're here on Full Sail Campus. It's the We Are MCBS podcast. And oh my gosh, look at everybody in the room. Mm. Hi, everybody. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Ooh, wow. That is all genuine excitement. Mm-hmm. It's all genuine. I'm looking in the eyes and I can see the excitement. That's pretty cool. Well, Pete, it's a beautiful day. Pete Episcopo, the back. From, where's my
1: thesaurus? Well, back from the... I had like a little bit of a touch of cold in the cold Florida air, and um, I feel great, though.
0: We told everybody what you were doing. You were spelunking in Mexico. Did I say I had a
1: cold? Yes. The spelunking was fabulous in Mexico, and it's great to be back, though. I missed being with my compadre here, Jason, and uh, couldn't want to be in any other place right now. Not even spelunking. Well, welcome home, amigo. Thank you. Good to be here.
0: Well, we've got an incredibly fun episode. We're gonna talk a little bit about a current event, and then we're gonna to talk to some people that interviewed the Phil Palin. Ooh. And then we're gonna hear from the Phil Palin. Does it get any better? I don't I don't think so. <laughs> but don't don't tell our other interviewees we said that. You people listening, this is a special day. Yeah. It's pretty outrageous. Well let's let's not waste any of the valuable seconds we have. We're gonna jump right into a current event, something that happened just last week, some exciting news. And here to share it with us, our very own Brian Spence. Brian, what did you find out for it?
2: So last week, John Williams came out and said that the next episode, the next chronological Star Wars episode in the saga is going to be his last um, his last movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. National Treasure John Williams is going out, and I could not be more brokenhearted about this.
0: That is heartbreaking. I'm trying to imagine him trying to keep up with the Disney production schedule. Yeah.
2: Which is, I think I think a lot of people are... and I know his daughter has been very vocal on him stopping his career. She was very against him even coming back for this trilogy. Wow. Um, but just to like round out the whole three tril- trilogies saga, like he wanted to come back, make sure he put his stamp on it. I mean, he's already done enough for Star Wars, but this just on the top of it, I'm so excited. And then he also came out last week and saying that he donated all of his works for um, Juilliard, his alma mater.
0: Oh, that's huge.
2: Yeah, huge. I mean... It would have been interesting if he would have donated it to like some smaller college, but it's Juilliard, so it makes sense.
0: Absolutely. And his body of work is mammoth. I mean, Star Wars is the tip of the iceberg. It's
2: just the beginning. I mean, Jaws, Mm -hmm. Star Wars, Harry Potter, like it just, the list goes on. Everything Spielberg has like ever done. I mean, it's pretty much all John Williams. Now, the interesting thing is who will take over because that's kind of the big question now. I mean, we had Michael Giacchino do Rogue One and. He also did Spider-Man Homecoming, which he's very good at remixing these classic like tracks and scores. But I don't think he brings enough originality to the saga episodes for Mm -hmm. like it to be carried on. And I don't think we'll see a saga film after nine for probably five years. So they have time to get on the search for the next saga composer. But I'm very interested to see who's going to take these reins because it's a big, big shoes to fill.
1: You almost wonder, too, who's who's being groomed right now that we really haven't heard. You know, because you have all these other great composers that are out there doing yeah. film, yeah. but who are they grooming? And then how's that going to come into play? So it, it, not so much a negative as it is kind of exciting to see what's coming. I, you know, I had to originally, back at the original Star Wars years ago, I had to actually, uh, for a scoring class when I was in college, I had to go to the first showing of Star Wars. And Jason, I think I even gave you the really cool collectible from that little pamphlet, the booklet they gave out.
0: Yeah, it was amazing because I didn't realize that back then they gave out programs for movies, but that's, that's a legitimate movie program from that, that, yeah. that opening week.
1: So I'm at that, and I'm that was my introduction to John Williams actually back then. And who knew? I mean, this incredible career. So when when you're saying this is like kind of a bittersweet time it It is is, because you just don't want to see that go away he's been so iconic yeah
2: well and then we have the betty white john williams and stan lee that we all need to freeze before they die (laughs) so we can keep them forever like keep that dna going we need to keep it going (laughs) but to see john williams go it'll be very bittersweet but you know this next movie is going to be very special and he's the only i would say consistent like He's like the, the, the ties, the whole thread through all of them. So this is going to be like very, very interesting, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably uh, one of my favorite points is there's a, a lot of diversity in the films mm-hmm. and the moods and, and all of that from one through what we will soon see as nine. Uh, but, but John does tie it all together. That's yeah. astounding. Well, thank you very much, Brian. No problem. And with us at the table of honor, we've got the people that interviewed Phil Palin and put the whole the whole project together. Who do, who do we have down there?
2: I'm Drew Cohen. And I'm Chris Lisey.
0: Yes, you are. And you put together one heck of an awesome interview with Phil. What did you think of that process?
2: Well, Phil is an unbelievable guy. He
3: was talking for a very, very long time, which sometimes is a bad thing, but not for this at all. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. He was spitting out some great life advice, school advice, business advice, whatever it was. We were listening to it. He is a brand specialist, and he was talking about how to create a personal brand. But not only how to do that, how he got started in it, uh, advice for students, especially of MCBS. And it was a lot of great information. He actually has a podcast just like we're doing right now. He has his own that just recently
2: started, actually.
0: It, it was so astounding. It's the kind of stuff I want to make my children sit down and listen to. It's good life advice. It's good professional advice. It's good advice on how to be a human. He was he was spitting gold.
2: Yeah, he gave us so much great advice. Uh, one thing that I took away from that that was amazing that he told us was that you shouldn't aspire to be anything. You should just be that. And so instead of saying, oh, I want to be this when I'm older, just like take it all in and say, I'm going to be this. It's going to happen. The advice he gave us was so amazing. And if we had another chance to interview him again, I would so do it right away.
0: <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. All right. Well, uh, with that little bit of an intro, let's go ahead and, and hear the first part of this Phil Palin interview. Uh, and like Pete has mentioned, we'll hear the rest of it next week. But take it away, Phil.
4: Hello, my name is Kiana Sleet. I'm
0: Chris Slyze. And I'm Drew Cohen.
4: And today we are interviewing Phil Palin.
3: Hello. What a coordinated introduction. (laughs) I almost jumped in and said, and I'm Phil (laughs) Palin. Too eager. You may or may not have practiced previously.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Phil. So how do you describe what it means to be a brand
3: strategist? I think everyone who has that job title would probably define their job differently. Mm -hmm. Even just this whole notion of brand, branding, it's kind of a lame word. Mm -hmm. What does it even mean? I think you kind of take it, run with it, assign it a value that ideally is useful for another human being. For me, it's just about... Um the control you have to essentially set yourself up for success. I'm a control freak at heart. And so um, when I rely on others, you know, to make decisions, to give me opportunities, to find me clients, when you rely on others, you want to have some control over their perception of you. I think that's what branding is. It's your ability to have a say. in in how others perceive you. So me, as a strategist, people come to me and need help. They're either at a point in their career where they're growing, um, they're delegating, or they're scaling, and essentially, they need to create an infrastructure that allows them to spend the time doing whatever it is they do well, something they love to do, and also probably something that pays the bills. You know, they need to build that system that works for them, not against. So as a brand strategist, I'm figuring out what is this client's goal and how can I in my power, using my resources and knowledge, help them arrive at that goal? That's it.
4: (laughs) So um, what do you do to ensure that you continue enjoying and loving your career?
3: Oh, my God. I call the shots in my life. If I feel like sleeping in on Friday, guess what I'm going to do? You're
4: going to sleep in
3: on Friday. Correct. That's the correct answer. I think that I would be a very terrible employee now because um, I wouldn't do what I was told. If someone else was like, go do this, I'd be like. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, it's dangerous, but I have complete control over the direction I go with my career and my company. In fact, that's even evolving now. I used to be very excited about the prospect of working in entertainment. All I wanted to was was to work with someone famous. Yeah. You know, if I can't be famous myself, then I want to work with someone who is and get to kind of experience work at that level. It was really exciting being involved with someone who has such influence and who has an audience of thousands of people at their fingertips. But then you do it and then you get used to it. And now I'm more excited about what's that next pro- prospect. I'd say for, it start, after Full Sail, it started with... My desire to work in entertainment and work you know at a level of influence and then i would say the next one was international the ability to work in different industries but in different countries in different cultures that was exciting i'd say i'm probably still in that phase Mm -hmm. i'm much more excited about a lead that maybe is not as um spectacular but is somewhere across the world and i need to learn about the culture in order to give an informed Strategy, that's much more exciting to me than working with someone in entertainment now. But it kind of evolves. Mm-hmm. Like, I get to travel, I get to do whatever I want. If I feel like going to England on Friday, guess what I'm going to do? Oh, yeah. Pretty guess good. what I'm doing on Friday? I'm going to England. Yeah. I don't even know why. <laughs> I'll figure that
4: out. <laughs> I would never want to go back after that.
3: I know it's just that when the opportunities are endless like it's kind of exciting yeah no. of
4: course it is
3: yeah you, no. get, you get used to it and then there's going to be another challenge what's the next thing what's the next thing but the fact that I get to be in control of that is like makes it now quick question you wanted to work with famous people did you mm-hmm. okay who is your favorite and who is your least favorite famous people to work with it was pretty cool to go from being in EBMS in negotiation class, watching episodes of Shark Tank to analyze the negotiation strategies. And within a year of graduating Full sale, I started working with one of the sharks on Shark Tank, who has now been my longest client of six years. I can't name who. But you can do your research and figure it out. (laughs) Um, But I've worked with sharks and entrepreneurs on Shark Tank for six seasons. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. To go from Mm -hmm. class watching a TV show to being on the phone with my client who's reaching out to me for strategy. You know, having that dialogue to make very big decisions is pretty freaking cool and terrifying to create a proposal (laughs) and a strategy for a freaking shark. (laughs) Yeah, terrifying, but really pretty cool and humbling and a learning moment. Like people will often ask me, who is your mentor? I don't, I mean, I have mentors here at Full Sail, like amazing friends and people that I knew as a student that I'm best friends with still to this day, but I'd say professionally, it's some of my clients. I mean, I've worked with some fancy ass people you know, And the best thing about my job is that it gives me an excuse to interact with people I really have no business knowing because they're so fancy and famous. It's like, who am I to be having this kind of access with someone? marine biologists, Nobel Peace Prize winners, politicians, celebrities, even people just getting started with a brand new idea is just as exciting as long as they're nice.
4: There has to be like a lot of pressure on you, too, though, even though you're in control.
3: Yeah, that's why they pay the invoice, though. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because literally, yeah. No, it's Mm -hmm. true, though. But like there is pressure on me. If I take on a project, all of a sudden their problems become mine. Mm -hmm. So I won't always take on a project if I don't think I can do the job, but that's in part why I make a living is because people trust me to deal with it. People trust me to fill in the blank, right? To get them where they need to go. And if I don't, then I've essentially failed. You know, so it's 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 being true to your your intuition. If you feel like you can't get someone to where they think they need to be, then don't take the project on, even if it is a lot of money. You'll pay the price for it. It's yeah, not fun. Definitely, yeah. yeah. How does it feel being the owner of your own company, and can you compare it to salaried or hourly jobs you've had in the past? I've never had any other serious job besides mm-hmm. the one I created for myself after I graduated full sale. So, um, I'm kind of a weird situation. It's a good question. I'm kind of a weird situation. A lot of times people will graduate and then they'll go work for someone else to get experience. Mm -hmm. And then if they're like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go start my own thing. I now have the confidence and the experience to do it. I didn't have, well, I certainly had, I guess I had the confidence. Never lacked in that department. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, you, you had just to jump. have the confidence. <laughs> yeah. You know, sure. yeah, it was like, and I was an international student. So it was like, I had one year after I graduated full sail to be like, how am I going to stay in this country? Or they're sending me back to the great North. And I don't like snow. <laughs> so it was like, it, I, I had to figure it out. And so the reason I was able to start my own thing was because I had tangible skills that people would pay for. I could help someone make a website. I could help someone design a logo. I wasn't just like, oh, I studied film and I have all of these like, you know, this academic nonsense locked up in my brain. Sometimes it's useful. I guess if you work at a museum or something, I don't know, <laughs> but like the fact is I was able to hit the ground running when someone was like, Hey, you're into that, like social media stuff. Can you like make my website or something? I was like, yes, I can. <laughs> Not sure i how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to say yes. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> That's how my business started. Yeah. Like I said yes to things I didn't even know how to do and then it motivated me to figure it out real quick. Um, You gotta, or else you fail entirely. But, you know, having had that experience, even though nowadays I'm not necessarily designing every logo we put out or designing business cards, it's still my name is stamped on it and I'm responsible. If something goes, you know, terribly right or terribly wrong, it's my name and my responsibility. That's what comes with additional responsibility as Mm -hmm. you work your way up, right? Ideally, you make more money and you have more responsibilities, but it's the responsibility part that is kind of terrifying.
4: Yeah, that's, uh, same thing sort of happened to me. I have a friend whose mom is an artist, a professional artist, and she heard that I was in this degree program. She mm-hmm. was like, oh, you can do my logo for me. It's mm-hmm. going to be all over my shirt. It's all over everything. And I was like, yeah, I can do it, and, uh, but I don't really have much experience. But for me, it's like, that's really good practice. And, you know, for me, I, I'm starting it right now, but...
3: It, well, yeah. And even if you don't know how to do it and maybe there's someone that can help you who is good at that, but maybe not as good at um, the business side of things. And I don't just mean figuring out how much to charge. I mean sending that artwork back to the client and having that the kind of social skills to be like, oh, OK, you don't like it. Well, let's talk it through and arrive at something that you will like. You know, because not everyone mm. likes everything you Oh, my sure. God, you might design something beautiful, but if the client doesn't <laughs> like it, like yeah. they're unfortunately, you have to keep them happy. If you want to mm-hmm. finish getting paid for the job and have something to show for whatever it is you do for when the next client comes and says, don't really care necessarily where, where you went to school. All I really care about is like, what have you done recently? Do you, you, you want to be able to answer that yeah. do you have a moment where you just like hate them a little bit when they say it's terrible and, it's you know, it's beautiful absolute a moment oh I have a whole day yeah yeah. okay cool yeah a (laughs) hundred percent especially when you're dealing with anything creative um one of the, the the most exciting moments or the most important moments in my business was when I stepped away I the tangible skills that I had those were the best and the worst thing for me because I skilled my business much slower than I could have had I not been able to do so many things Right. The first four years of me after full sale was just me. It was just me. I mean, I'm still, you know, making a good living and still living life on my terms. But once I stepped away, I had this moment in my business where it was like, okay, people are paying me as a consultant, as a strategist, to give them advice, trusting me, and then saying, Actually, I want you to design my logo. Okay, great. Seems great. But then all of a sudden you're giving the control back to them. Mm-hmm. If they don't like the beautiful artwork that you made it's kind of weird right it's like well you just pay me to give you advice but then now you don't like what i made for you and now you have the power and i want the power so i stopped designing logo, i stopped doing it i hired someone on my team who is dedicated to that full time which means they're better than me because they do it all the time and they're hungry to learn and get better I became the middleman, which is where I belong. I like the client facing stuff. I like all the stuff that I do as the face of it all. But I don't sit at a computer anymore and necessarily design the concept. I've got people that are much better than me to do that. And then I sit in the middle between the client and the creative. Arriving at that moment was very difficult for me because it also started to cost me a lot more money. And I was like, how am I going to make money? Because I'll just do it myself. And then I get all the money that I charge. You know, but you can't. That's not scalable or sustainable. You have to then grow. It's double your prices. If you're going to be paying someone the fee that you would normally get paid, double your price. And then you start to make money when other people work, and that's very fun. <laughs> I like that. I like to make money by not having to do anything. Yeah. Yes, that's the dream. Yeah, it that is. is the dream. Yeah. <laughs>
2: How do you make a good first impression on industry professionals or other clients?
3: You have great, strong social skills. Um, I have hired and I have fired full-sale students. And the one reason I have fired students from this school is not because they weren't talented, it's because they had very limited social skills. The ability to make a strong first impression not only on me, but on clients that are paying me money. That's, I think, what makes a memorable first impression and a positive first impression. Think, you have to learn how to think about things in the other position. So don't necessarily think right now about how am I going to meet Leslie Brathwaite while he's on stage or while he's on campus mixing Ariana Grande's album this week, right? It's not, what can I think about, think from his perspective, from Leslie Brathway's perspective, how can I be a person from his perspective that stands out from a 100 other people he meets today? And it's vulnerable and it's scary because you should be using some creativity, but what are you gonna do to stand out and really make a lasting impression so that when he wants to hire someone or his friend calls him up and says, we're hiring interns. Do you know anyone at Full Sail? How can you be the person that he thinks of How can you stay top of mind? I'm using him as an example to just Mm -hmm. not use myself, but I'm a classic example of this. Um, There are students on this campus that I have seen consistently year after year that I consider they're they're my friends. So when someone comes up to me and hands me a business card, great. I mean, what do you want? I'm going to recycle it. I don't want, I don't like clutter. I don't want your business card. Here's what you should do. Think about what I want. I want followers on Instagram. I want people to subscribe to my email list, which is on my website, which people should have discovered by now if you really want to create a friendship, right? Go sign up for my email that I work really hard on writing for free to send out to people and respond to it with something thoughtful. Send me a tweet that says, I had a student that made me my own Spotify playlist based on something I taught or something I had said that I forgot I said. And, and here I am talking about it years later because it was different. So you wanna think this is a very competitive industry, anything related to entertainment. And basically every employer, influencer, gatekeeper is looking for an excuse, whether they admit it or not, they're looking for an excuse to throw out your resume. How can I get this pile from a thousand to a hundred, and then from a hundred to 10, you give a good impression? You give a good memorable first impression mm-hmm. so that you remain top of mind. Because everyone remembers that kid in high school and college who was smarter than anybody else, but no one liked because they were not a friendly or a good person to be around. Mm-hmm. 100%. We have on our intake form, so when a client, a lead, a prospect contacts me, we fill it out. I'll do an intro call with them. I give them 15 minutes of my time on a Tuesday. I only like talking on the phone one day of the week. One next two, two? Tuesday. Oh, I don't know. It just seems to work. I hate it. Like, I don't like phone calls interrupting my day, especially if I'm making a website. Yeah. Like, don't. I'm gonna wear sweatpants. I'm not gonna leave the house for 18 hours. Just let me be, do not interrupt me because i gotta get in the zone. Mm -hmm. Put my big headphones on, forget that the world exists. I have a little hoodie, it's cashmere. I put it on and I'm like, this is my uniform for the day. Don't interrupt (laughs) me. Um, So when I do an intro call with a client, um, I write down all the goals, everything that they tell me. And then the very last question is, how nice is this person? And we rate them on a scale of 1 to 10. And if it's below a 7, we have a policy. We will not work with them, even if they're a cajillionaire. Yeah, because I've gotten rid of – I've had to fire clients after investing my own time and money mm-hmm. because they're diva biatches. <laughs> and there's just no room for that in the world, you know? So, it's not, yeah, like that – I only work with nice people. And in terms of like hiring to fit my company culture, people have to be nice, they have to be positive, they have to take initiative. They have to be able to take feedback constructively because it's tough. Mm -hmm. Like when you're working with important people, they're paying you money to deal with their stress. And if you can't handle it, there's just not really a role. You're better to work in a different industry. So it's tough work and it's not for everyone. And you're basically on call. I have clients that have their own ringtone. I have clients that even if I have my phone on silent, it will still ring. They bypass the emergency thingy and my phone will still ring just in case they need something, you know, but it's a small price to pay for freedom. That was kind of one of my big first lessons was like, "Ooh, I think I'm going to graduate full-sale and my goal is to make lots of money. I want money so I can buy cute things." And then I was like, "Wait, you know what's better than cute things that you buy and then get used to and then they're not cute anymore? Freedom, the ability to go, "Ooh, I could go to this city." I could, let's go to South America for a month because it will cost me a quarter of what it will cost me to even stay at my own house in LA, you know, (laughs) like the ability, the freedom to make those decisions is far more rewarding than, than any kind of money you just put into a bank account.
4: Well, thank you, Phil. I think we can all say we enjoyed your time and we're very thankful that you came and joined us.
3: Oh my God. It's been fun to hang out with you guys. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's nothing. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on.